Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk about Barnum statements in general, about the country and losing the country and our values and all these different things you hear all the time and show people what they really are and show how they're being used by constitutional conservatives and media, academia, and government as a tool of the state to keep you enslaved. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth like this, even though people hate me in the beginning, but eventually if they ever come around, then they love me for telling them the truth and freeing their minds. I'm also self-certified as a master practitioner, gave myself that award almost 20 years for figuring out this scam. I recently got a Lifetime Achievement Award that I gave myself for uh, the podcast I've done. So... All right, enough with the fake awards. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get this show going. So I want to make a show today about some very fundamental things that are like the country and what it is and and try to expose people to this very broad system they use to confuse people and to drive the narrative into these ditches. And, of course, constitutional conservatives are always the target of my... uh, attack because they are the traitors to the cause. They are the people who pretend to be on our side, the side of liberty and freedom and individual liberty, when in fact they're not. They are the worst kind of traitors to actual freedom by pushing this false narrative. And I've explained in hundreds of shows at this point how the Constitution doesn't do anything like they claim. And today I want to focus on these kind of concepts that have very broad appeal, this idea of the country and pulling together and needing to come together, we're going to lose a republic, and that it's in danger. The reason I like to bring this up and I want to do this show is because, see, the inability to have any kind of actual foundational agreement about what anything means that matters is why there's all this confusion. People don't know what a right is. They don't know what the government's authority is. They don't know what the Constitution is. They don't know what the amendments are. They don't know what interstate commerce is. There's no agreement about anything. And by having this constant ambiguity, it allows them to constantly plead for these ridiculous monetary contributions to this charade called politics. And every single year, they they push this idea that we have to get the right people in there to save our country and that we have these fundamental values and that we have to get back to them and that we're getting away from them and we could lose it. Endless, endless talk like that on radio, TV. I hear people all the time. They see posts and social media. They all talk in these same kinds of terms. And you know, they think that what they're doing is this fantastic way of getting back to this imaginary time when there was the set of ideals and principles that were so-called represented by the so-called country. And the reason it's important to talk about this is because, as I've said, it's the fundamental pivot point for how all of these different things are used. The country, the freedom, all these different things, they're all Barnum statements. And I introduced people to Barnum statements for the most part. A couple years ago when I started my show, most people had never heard the phrase. It's Not that they're not familiar with the general concept. The concept is that a Barnum Statement is something that sounds very specific and really resonates with somebody, especially at an emotional level, but in fact has no real meaning that's agreed upon. 
that it's a meaningless statement. Politicians use this all the time. And something like the country, freedom, our customs, uh, our history, all these kinds of things, these are Barnum statements. And they're used to move the masses all the time. Pretty much everything you hear out in politics uh, is a Barnum statement. That we're fighting for our freedom, okay, that's just, again, a complete and total Barnum statement. And once you understand Barnum statements and you can recognize them and you'll start seeing them everywhere, you'll start seeing what a completely hollow load of shit the entire public discussion is around everything. And these constitutional conservative arguments just completely collapse in on themselves once you understand that the statements they're using, the generalized statements they're using uh, are meaningless. They're just designed to create an emotional response and they get it. And you can look at the incredible amount of people who listen to this utter nonsense called constitutional talk radio on the right. It's utter crap. I used to listen to it for a long, long time. Then I figured the scam out. I believed all the stupid shit they say. So let me just give you an idea of what I'm going to talk about because, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a national emergency, which there's no authority to do. It doesn't matter if it's inflation. It doesn't matter if it's the war on Ukraine. It doesn't matter if it's the jab. It doesn't matter. They use these kinds of things all the time. And one of the most important ones they use is this concept of the country, that the country has to do this and we need to move the country in that direction. And every kind of media, uh, doesn't matter if it's entertainment media or news media, pushes the same thing. Same with academia. They push this concept of the country. But when I've asked people endlessly, tell me what the country is. Tell me what it is, actually. What is it we're worried we're going to lose or we need to so-called save? What is it, actually, you're saying when you say that? And what is being meant by the phrase, we have to save the country? We could lose the country. We're fighting for the country. This is doing something for national security because our country's under threat. See, what is it, the country? What is it? I ask people this all the time. And they give a very vague answer that doesn't make a lot of sense most of the time because they've never actually sat down and thought about it. But the country is a very pivotal Barnum statement. Does it mean the landmass? Does it mean the landmass? So if we added a state, would we have the same country? What if we lost a state? Would we have lost a country? If we lost Alaska, if we lost Hawaii, would we still have a country? Of course we would. Redefine. The landmass can be lost, and nothing that's going on right now has any effect whatsoever on the landmass. So if you're referring to the landmass when you're talking about immigration or you're talking about inflation or you're talking about some cultural shift, it's uh, meaningless. So you can't mean the landmass. So you can't mean the landmass. You can't. We could lose the country. Well, we could lose the country. We wouldn't lose the country if we lost the state. The only way to lose the country would lose the entire landmass. How, how would we lose it? Because the government would go away? Somebody else would take over? Would that mean our country was gone? So what does it mean? We're going to lose the country. What does that mean? Oh, it means our traditions, our customs. Okay. It means our traditions and our customs. Well, which ones? The ones that were in effect in 1776, 1789? Whose customs inside the country? The ones that are generally respected and accepted? What does that mean? What customs? You celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve? New Year's, Christmas Day, what, when? Do you put a tree up? Is that part of the custom? Could we lose that? Just having the, the idea of Christmas, is, is that one of the customs? Well, what are the customs? Who's deciding what customs? Customs all over the place. I meet people all the time. I don't even agree with the customs with my friends. My family itself has different customs. 
<laughs> the neighborhood has different customs. Different religions have different customs. So what is it? What is the customs? How are we going to lose the country? Are the customs going to change? Have they stayed static? No, so we've already lost it. How could you lose the customs? What would that even mean? The customs would change. Okay, well, are we obligated to keep the same customs that they had in 1789? Otherwise, we lose the country. See, so what is it? What are they talking about? What customs? What, what customs? <laughs> what does it mean? Well, the people, the people, the great idea, the people, the freedom, the concept of freedom. Okay, well, what does that mean? What does it mean? Do we have more freedom now than we did in 1789? No, we have less. So when did we lose the country? We have way less freedom. I don't get it. If we have to maintain the same level of freedom or we lose the country, then we've already lost the country. We lost the country in 1789 on day one, as soon as they started passing horseshit legislation. So what does it mean? What is the freedom we have to maintain to keep the country? What does it mean? What does it mean to be free? Huge group of people in this country believe that the government can just make you wear a mask and shut your business, and you're still just as free. And they're worried that if you don't do that, then then we'll lose the country. So they completely disagree. So what is it? What's the freedom part we're going to lose? Well, we have to maintain. How do we? How how will it be quantified? What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? What about the people? Is it the people? Is that what the country is? The people? Well, the people are all dead from 1789. They're all dead. They're all dead from 150 years ago. They're all dead from the Civil War. So we already lose the country? Oh, is it only their descendants? Well, what about the people that come in? How long do they have to be here before they're part of the country? If we just import like we are right now, we just got, we just brought in another 25, 30 million of these immigrants. They don't even speak English. Would we have lost the country then? How many people have to be gone before we've so-called lost the country? What does it mean? How many? People being born every day, people dying every day. What does it mean? When did we lose the country? What is the country made up of, of the people who are in there right now? See, what does it mean? Is it a certain kind of people? What's the population distribution? What would it have to be? What would it have to go above to lose it or go under? What would it be? What is the country? Is it the government? Well, we're not in any danger of losing the government. (laughs) What does it even mean to say the government? What does it mean? The people in 1789 wouldn't recognize what the government is we have today. Wouldn't recognize it. What about the Civil War, where the people voted to leave and half the states formed their own country and the other half went down there, killed them, burned all the shit and forced them back in? Didn't we lose the country right then? How can it be a voluntary union from there forward? How? How do you fight a war to force people to stay in, even if you want to say it was to free the slaves, which is utter nonsense, for a million reasons? (laughs) <laughs> the people in the North weren't fighting to free slaves. That's ridiculous. As Lincoln himself said, he would be happy to free all the slaves or free none of the slaves or free some of the slaves. His entire purpose was to keep the Union together. Well, the Union was already not together. The people had voted and left. I thought we're told the vote is the most important thing. They peacefully voted. They left. They seceded and they joined another country. That's it. So whatever the country was, it's based upon the government. It's gone. The government looks nothing like what it did when 1789. Nothing. So when did we lose the country? Why are you talking about potentially losing it? I don't get it. Where's the line? Where is the line? If it's the government, where is it? Where's the danger of the government collapsing? What does that even mean? This stupid January 6th thing? They call that a attempted coup. What would it even mean? They were attempting to put someone into position of president. Would that mean the country would be gone? Would that mean the country would be gone? If so, then any kind of election tampering also destroys the country because you get a false result. 
You think we haven't already had that happen many times? See, once you start trying to actually define what this thing is that we're supposedly going to lose, you understand that, whoa, this is just a control system. They have everybody in the United States who says that ridiculous phrase. They have something else in their own mind. And if you ask them, if I could swear them in and cross-examine them, there's no possible way they'd be able to come up with even a description of what it is they mean that could ever withstand cross-examination. It will just simply fall apart. See, there is nothing about the idea of the country. The country ultimately is nothing but the government itself operating, meaning the authority itself is in place. That's it. Whatever authority that actually is, meaning we have these people that people obey. They're up there in Washington and they issue orders all the time and they claim to be under the authority of the Constitution, but what they do has absolutely no connection to the Constitution. But the only way to lose the country would be to have a war and that the government goes away. See, the government itself goes away. What the government even is, again, I just showed you, you can't even agree. What is it? It's the Constitution. I've made hundreds of shows explaining to people that the Constitution is just a made-up thing it's itself. It's just a gigantic conglomeration of Barnum statements itself. Interstate commerce, what does it mean? You see all these different... Uh, Supreme Court opinions that have recently come out, abortion, gun rights, nobody can agree about what the Constitution supposedly says. Well, that's what the government's based upon. So how could you lose it? There's only one way to so-called lose the country. That's to lose a war, the government goes away, and a new government is put in place by the victor. And then it purports to have authority over the same land mass and people and resources that the previous one had. That's it. Well, the reality is we're not in any danger of all of that happening. None. There's zero danger of it. Yet, you hear about it. I've heard about it my entire life. They raise money on it endlessly. We're going to keep our values together. We're going to lose the Constitution. We're going to lose the Republic. We're going to lose this. We're going to lose that. It's changing this. It's unrecognizable that. Okay, it is. So, what does that got to do with anything? As long as people agree to this concept that there will be this centralized authority that will exist and that you, quote, must obey, regardless of whether you agree to it or not. That's it. There's no danger of it going away. The rest is all just a gigantic distraction method to keep people fighting with each other. Literally nothing they say in talk radio about the country, the values, none of it's true. It's all just a made-up thing that each individual projects out what they think is this country is so-called about, and that's it. There's 330-odd million people, if you believe the census, which I don't. But whatever, there's hundreds of millions of people here. They'll all answer the question differently. So there's no answer to the question. It's a classic Barnum statement. For all the different people who worry we're losing the country if one thing happens, there's 100 million people on the other side who are happy it's happening and think that's what the country's all about. Do you see that? You see how it's utter and complete nonsense? And yet, that's what they do. It's no different than national security that threatens our country. What does that mean? What does it mean that threatens our country? Is the government in actual danger of collapsing, being taken over by a new government? (laughs) Is it? No. It's not in any danger at all. And so the idea that there's some kind of thing that's threatening our national security is utter nonsense. They make national security into any and everything. Again, a huge Barnum statement. I made a whole series about what national security is and how it's complete and utter horseshit. It's just a control system. 
See, all these things are just control systems. And as long as the people are so fundamentally confused about things like this, as I've said, our founding principles, what are they? Well, I hear it all the time. Our country's founded on these Judeo-Christian principles. It is? It is? Where's the evidence for this? Where is it? Look at the Declaration of Independence. What's Judeo-Christian about that? There's nothing in there that's Judeo-Christian. The best you could ever say about it is that somewhat of a deist kind of belief is inserted in there, that this is a creation, we have God-given rights. Okay. The Constitution, what's in there that in any way creates a Judeo-Christian heritage for us? What's in there? Nothing. Nothing at all. The, the, the main document literally says absolutely nothing about anything like that. And in fact, the First Amendment makes clear that this is not a Judeo-Christian country. It prohibit the federal government from even doing anything with religion. They, they can't speak about religion. So what is this supposed history of Judeo-Christian founding, principles and values? Where are they in there? Where are they in the document? The idea of freedom, okay, people have an idea of freedom all over the world. I just showed you that the people fundamentally disagree about what freedom even is in this country. You can't get agreement about it. If you could, there'd be no disagreement about abortion and gun rights and everything else. There'd be no disagreement about taxes or anything else. Those are all about freedom, ultimately. So the idea of freedom exists all over the world. All sorts of different religions, they have it. <laughs> this is, what, is, what is Judeo-Christian about the founding of this country? What is it? Well, I don't understand. Just because the men themselves, lots of people believe they were Christians. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. Most of them were deists. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. I don't know what someone actually believes. All you can go by is their public statements. The fact that someone even attends church. What does that prove? What does it prove? It doesn't prove anything. It's a good social event for tons of people. It's just a way to make sure that they can advance their career and the people in the community think they're a certain kind of way. See, every little thing that you're told that you have, they have you arguing about is a made-up thing to keep the control system going. That's all it is. And until people can start understanding that, we have no chance. So we have no chance to fix it because the arguments, if you look at social media or you look at the TV or you listen on radio or you read print, you'll see all these Barnum statements about freedom and values and all these different shit they raise money around and they argue about and that politicians uh, push that none of them can actually be defined. And certainly there's absolutely nothing about it that would mean we could lose the country. It wouldn't lose the country. The fact is the values change all the time. They change all the time. Okay, so they're changing. (laughs) So, I don't get it. The people are changing. Okay, so, is there any danger of that happening? No. Would the government have the authority to somehow legislate the values of this country? Could it do that? Could it force everybody to have the same values? No. Okay, well, that's the only way you're ever going to have the values not changing. Values are always going to change because people don't agree on things. See? So, all of the discussion around it, all of the hoopla and the hype and the money raising, all of that crap, all the political vote pandering around values and my principles and your principles, they're always undefined. And they're always going to be undefined because they're a load of shit. They're a made up thing that have nothing to do with the authority of government, which is also something nobody agrees on. 
See, all this government authority is based upon force and fraud. And I did that entire series on Spooner's essay, No Treason. And anybody who's interested should go listen to it. Because that explains the fact that this entire concept of a government that exists with the consent of the people, we don't have anything like that. See, I don't consent to the government. I don't consent to it. They don't have the consent of lots of people. They don't have the consent of any of my friends. So I don't understand. What does it mean? The government, I still have to obey it. Oh, well, you can leave. No. You said the government is a government of the consent of the people, but I don't consent to it, so am I not part of the people? If I'm not, great, then don't bother me. Be left alone. You see that? (laughs) You see that? So even something as fundamental as that is just a complete confused ball in the minds of the people. And it's like that because academia, public education, which is simply government indoctrination, and media at every level, both the fake news and all the entertainment, constantly imposes these ideas into people's heads of these Barnum statements and gets people to psychologically identify with these concepts they have in their own mind, which are not shared by anybody else or in any real specifics, and only generally by some other people. But they're basically all completely and totally disagreed with by the vast majority of the people. And that's why there's all this disagreement in the country. And that's why the concept of a country with centralized idea of a government that we have to obey. All these things are completely not true. See, I ask people all the time, what is the moral foundation of our country? What is it? Where is the moral foundation for the authority of our country? In other words, where's the moral foundation for the government to act in any form or fashion? Where is it? You give me the Constitution, that's not a moral argument. It's not. It's, it's, not, it's hardly even a legal argument since we're talking about where's the foundation for the authority of government. Once they have government, sure, then they can run around and act uh, in some kind of legal fashion within whatever authority it's given. But I'm asking, what's the moral foundation for the authority of our government at all? What is it? Even theoretically, what is it? Consent of the people? Well, I just told you I don't consent. Neither do tons of people. What is the moral foundation of saying, well, because some group of people do agree, they can therefore use the authority of the government and the guns to make other people agree? Uh, how, how is that moral? How is it moral? The fact that I might agree to sorts, sorts of things if I like the government thought, well, look, I don't like everything the government does, but I'm willing to live with the government even though it doesn't do everything I want because overall I like the government. Okay, well, then if you have people like that, then it would have a... It would actually have some kind of moral foundation. But I don't agree like that, and neither do millions and millions of other people. So what's the moral foundation? The idea that something exists that nobody can even define. I've just showed you again and again. These concepts of what the government has authority to do, nobody can even agree on. So what's the moral foundation for our government? Because they use that all the time, that we have so-called moral high ground to run around and bomb people and push our system on others. Well, how? Why? People just say the word freedom. What does that mean? I've just showed you. It's a nonsensical term. What does it mean? What does freedom mean? (laughs) What does it mean? You can't tell me. So you can't say that the moral foundation of our government is belief in freedom. Well, there's the, nobody agrees about what the belief in freedom means. Nobody agrees about what the belief in individual rights means. So you don't have agreement on the things you claim that our government's based upon. So you don't have a moral purpose or foundation there. You see, this is the problem with all of this stuff that 
surrounds government authority, its actions, all these different things that people then believe in. They lay their life down for, they want their kids to go off and fight for. They run around acting like they're morally superior because they believe in American freedom and wave a fucking flag. And they're just utterly and completely confused human beings. They have no concept. And if the things I'm talking about were taught to kids when they were very young and they grew up with them and they understood these principles, they wouldn't be fooled by all this utter nonsense, which is all the public discussion is now. And can we ever go back and create it? I don't even know if you can at this point. The people are so brainwashed. They can't even hear a show like this without being upset by it and thinking there's something wrong with me, that I'm not a patriot and that I need to leave the country and go to Somalia. They can't see how brainwashed they are. The fact that nothing they're saying makes any actual sense say, oh, people have died for it. Well, so what? People have died for all sorts of things. They died on the side of Stalin. They died on the side of every kind of insane tyrant around. They've died for all sorts of reasons, confused reasons. The government's been exposed countless times lying about what it was actually doing when people died. Died on both sides, fighting forward against it. It's all just a fantasy in their mind. See, the people who run it all are a very small group who use these concepts to trick the masses into getting support for these fake control systems they have. And then they run around and they get people feeling obligated to do all these things under these absurd ideas about freedom and government and liberty and our values and fighting for our history and all this stupid shit that don't make any actual sense. And you'll never hear a discussion of this in constitutional talk radio uh, by the constitutional experts or anything else because they have no answers for it. See, this is the fundamental way they're exposed as being a bunch of redcoat traitors. They're just double agents acting for the state, pretending to be on your side. The liberals, they come right out and tell you they want the government to basically run your life, do whatever the hell the government tells you. That's it. They just bring guns and throw you in prison, shut you out, cancel culture, whatever it is. That's what they push. But the constitutional conservatives, they push the opposite side. But they are just as damaging because they keep people in the system instead of showing people what the system actually is. Because if people saw what the system actually is, like I'm just explaining to you today, they wouldn't want to participate. They wouldn't support it. They wouldn't back the blue, tell me all about the Justice Department, how we need to obey this and that, and respect the office. They'd see it for what it is. One gigantic con job. See, it's one gigantic con job. <laughs> And, I mean, I've given people a lot of stuff in this show, so I'm not going to keep going on with additional examples and breaking it out in other ways. But the simple fact is what I've told you is probably something that a lot of people have never heard. You know, some people who are in my Patreon or like my show a lot and aren't in Patreon, they know. They understand. But the vast majority of people who are constitutional conservatives, they can't even hear this stuff. See, it's too damaging to their ego the concept they have of themselves. They're so identified with this idea that they're a freedom-fighting patriot and that by fighting for the United States of America, that somehow you're doing that by being a policeman or a law enforcement officer, FBI. You fight for freedom and justice in the American way when not one single one of those things can be identified and defined. All Barnum statements that the people who run it all use the people like you to get their own goals accomplished. That's why they call you useful idiots. It's not just for communists. It's for anybody who supports these governments. They're useful idiots or they're actual uh, bad actors who are using the government itself to get what they want by pretending they're using the government for some other reason. That's just the bottom line. And there's no way around it. And people don't like hearing about it. They get mad at me because I pointed out 
That's all. They get mad at me. They don't get mad at the people who've indoctrinated them and continue to lie to them. No, no, no. They get mad at the person who tells them the truth. <laughs> That's how screwed up and brainwashed most people are. That's the massive hill we have to overcome. Massive hill we have to overcome. And, you know, my show attempts to do it. I drop this little teeny tiny drop of water in the fucking Pacific Ocean of, of bullshit that's out there. And it percolates around, and the people in Patreon support me, and I appreciate that. I really do. And I opened up a new Telegram channel inside there for the people in Patreon. They can share stuff. They don't have to worry. And I use it to spread a lot more stuff than just on my Twitter because it's a lot safer for me. I don't have to worry about getting suspended. I got another 12-hour suspension for telling a joke on Twitter just last week. And that's why I went ahead and opened the Telegram channel. I'd been trying to. It was a little complicated. The channel and the forum, they operate differently. The channel is more like my Twitter page. If you comment on it, you get to put it into the forum. Or you can go straight into the forum, and then it's like a chat room. So, uh, you know, the people, hopefully they'll like it that are in Patreon. I want to thank those people who do support my show because, you know, it makes it worth my time to make the show. And uh, it shows me that there actually are people who are willing to put some skin in the game, uh, just like I do, by making the show and spending all this time taking these risks. So thank you to those people. And if you want to follow me, you can. I'm legal man at U.S. Law Review on Twitter. I talk about these kinds of things, try to explain it to people. When I do tweets about this kind of thing, about freedom and barns, they're very unpopular because... The reality is people don't want to hear it. And a lot of people that follow me on Twitter are constitutional conservatives. They don't really understand what I say, but they support what I generally say because they think it's the same thing as what they're saying. And it's true that we align in a million different ways about wanting limited government. I want no government, but certainly limited government and freedom and liberty. But they don't understand the way they're being used by the people in media who are not your friends as constitutional conservatives. And anybody can just look at the 240 years of experience we've had. It's, it's, it all moves in exactly one direction. And it doesn't matter if you have a year or two where it kind of goes the other way. Generally, it always goes in the same direction, and, and that's just the way it's designed. It's always going to, because the constitutional conservatives in media and government and in academia are not actually on your side. They're all useful idiots uh, or they're knaves who actually know. That's, that's it. There's only dupes and knaves out there. And which ones they are, I don't know. It doesn't ultimately matter to me whether they're a dupe or a knave in media and government academia pushing these lies about constitutional conservatives. And it doesn't make any difference to me because the damage they do is identical. It's completely identical. So, And as far as the movie goes, The Jones Plantation, written by Larkin Rose, I play Mr. Jones. It's coming out this fall. And I think it's going to be really good. We're going to know here in a little bit when we have a little bit more of it strung together. We just finished doing the pickup scenes a week or so ago, and that was a lot of fun. And I think it's going to be great. I hope when that movie comes out, people support it, they buy it, they watch it, they share it, they make it make a lot of money so that we can make more movies like that and kind of make another dent in this media conglomerate that just pushes bullshit. So... All right, well, besides that, I don't know if there's anything else to say, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Great show. Thanks so much. Get the ticker service on the way out. More quash. More quash.